A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Favor here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine, located at 845 State Road 207, or give them a call at 217-3778, or visit whalenbaymarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Now, the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show on 1010XL. I'm going to take you fishing, honey. You're gonna love it. Brought to you by Houston's Meats. Here's Captain Kevin Faber and Captain Scott Shank. Good evening. Welcome to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. I'm Captain Scott Shank. Now listen, I'm only giving it to you because of tonight, because Kevin's not here. That's me. Joined by Captain Ricky <laughs> Papor. <laughs> Kevin took the night off. Good for him. He went to see that concert or something that's going on at the amphitheater tonight, so. We gave him a hall pass for one night. Good for him. I'd rather be in the AC than down there. It's got to be brutal. This this last week's been brutal. really, really hot. Yep. And there's no changes coming is what is all I can tell you. I mean, they're talking heat index over the 4th of July weekend. You know, folks of like, you know, 108 to 112. Okay. 97, 98 legitimate degrees. So I'm only doing this and I'm only going to say it. Because I know, you know, you're going to go, man, I know. Listen, we get caught up in what we got going on offshore. We don't drink a lot because we're all by ourselves. We're trying to set baits. We're talking to our clients. We don't think about it. Um, I had to this week start just leaving the bottle of water, you know, and God forbid, don't drink it like super cold because you'll get found that out. You get sick real quick, like, um, just let it get to room temperature, and it's a lot more healthier for you and all that kind of stuff. But please make sure you drink and stuff like that while you're out there. Take that break. Take that time. You know, even if you're on the sandbar or even swimming in the water, it doesn't matter. The heat and stuff like that is just, I mean, it's unbearable. I mean, I literally walk out of my house in the morning. It takes your breath away. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So we talked about last week or maybe it was two weeks ago i don't know okay. we, talked, we talked about the southwest winds and the in the mm-hmm. in the thermocline mm-hmm. and and i haven't fished a beach at all in the last two weeks i don't it's think. gorgeous so have you seen any of that uh-huh oh what do you mean thermocline no 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 no. but you you want to talk about why we're going to tell you why i'm going to tell you why right now okay real quick we're just going to do a quick forecast east winds five to ten knots two to three with a dominant period of nine seconds Tomorrow, northeast winds 5 to 10, becoming east 10 to 15 in the afternoon. Friday night, southeast winds 10 knots, becoming south after midnight. Saturday, south winds 5 to 10 knots, becoming southeast 10 to 15 in the afternoon. 2 to 3, again, 8 seconds, um, plenty. And then Sunday, south winds 10 to 15 knots, seas around 3 feet. Um, South winds, you know, I, I mean, you know that. You run a big boat. I run a smaller boat, but... 
that's getting a little bit exciting if you want to go way on out. It's going to be – the ocean this week has been a little bumpy, to it say has. the least. Okay. Um, nice on the beach. Nice on the beach, but out. what, yeah. eight, seven, eight miles, six, seven, eight miles when you get off, she, start, she starts getting real close together. Yesterday we had that run, you know, I, I went a little north, but I went north to catch bait too. Right. So I was almost headed due, due east. And the – the, the direction that you're running with the, the swell, the, the tide was bucking the, the right. wind, and it was just a wet ride, man. My boat's pretty dry. Yeah. So it was. Well, you got Cindy, you know, the remnants of Cindy that's out and around the Bermuda area, but she is still throwing a swell off because the winds are still 35 miles an hour or something. So she's still throwing, you know, a swell. We had that other one that, you know, that not, that, that, not in that same direction, but was coming across what was the one before bear bear not barry i don't remember i don't don't remember anyhow anyhow there is a swell out there it's 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 spread out but it is it's it's a pretty good size swell it's three to four foot swell and and of course we haven't had any rain or anything or any thunderstorms like that that's really kicked it up so it's the normal summertime thing where you have that afternoon sea breeze that kicks in by two o'clock three o'clock you know, bumps up maybe 15, 18 knots. So you have that residual that's left over in the morning. So on top of the swell, you're having, you know, a two to three foot sea. But usually by 10, 11 o'clock, I mean, she flattens right out. I can just tell you I was, I went straight east a couple mornings. And I mean, I did 16, 17 knots in my bay boat. You know, I just trudged my way on out there. Never got wet or nothing like that, but just took it. But boy, on the way home, I let that Yamaha eat it. So, and that's been the story of, of the last couple of weeks, you know, morning time, rough afternoons coming home has been yep. beautiful unless you get in those storms, those right? Storms were pretty bad, but yeah, back to the thermocline. So no, we got too much wind switching all over the place. So you're not seeing anything on the beach. However, there is a light thermocline offshore. I have not seen it myself, but I've heard other captains talking about it. But and you know, my on my bottom machine, I can I normally see it. Yeah, you can set your gain higher, and you can and draw the line where 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 the separation of waters meet. I've just been fishing deeper water, and I'm getting that Gulf Stream tide, so I'm right. not seeing it. But well, I I'll, I'll say I kind of noticed it Monday and Tuesday, um, which was it, this is I mean it is Bahama blue on the beach. It is absolutely gorgeous. Nice, actually a little spooky gorgeous. Okay, I'm hoping that the bait still holds there tomorrow. I will be fishing okay. tomorrow, so I'm really hoping the same. Um, me too. So I'm hoping that it's there, that we don't have to make any stupid moves. Yeah. Um, but the water's Bahama blue. Now, once you've got sea buoy out maybe four miles, what I saw Monday and Tuesday was a bunch of jellyfish and not the – and it turned green water, you know, the kingfishy greeny kind of water. And – they were the stingy jellyfishes. They weren't jelly balls. They were jellies, and they were all in that water. Um, so I passed it up and kept running, and then I probably got out maybe six and a half miles, and the water cleaned back up again. So there's just that little edge right there that's that's getting milky, and I don't know if the, if it's between all that rain that's coming out of our river, which it's kind of uh, moving out and, and clouding up the water, because I'm telling you, at the tide line, both at Mayport and Matanzas and St. Augustine are absolutely the best I've ever seen them. I mean, we're talking about chocolate-colored water on one side, a huge 
huge frothy line, three, four feet wide, and then cobalt blue water on the other side. Nice. And that's where I'll be probably probably not spending most of my day, but I'm going to be spending a lot of my time because we have, I'm sorry, uh, we have a low tide tomorrow morning down in St. Augustine, like around 10 o'clock. I talked to Kevin on the way here, and he told me he had a great day. Captain Kevin Favor, he, yep. he had, a, had a really nice mackerel today, yep. big one. And he he had a good beach report. Said you know there's there's not tons of fish, but there's there, there's fish biting in there. Yep. And, Tarpon and, uh, showed up in the bait pods. Yeah. Um, um, there's bait I, on the beach, as, which is so awesome. And as as clean <laughs> as that water is, I'm just telling you, don't be shy if you fish the beach tomorrow and you see a sailfish. Is all I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, water's pretty. Water's warm. You know, 81, 82 degrees on the beach. Um, I do not see any reason that somebody ain't going to get lucky in the beach. I mean, the water is just, I mean, cobalt, I mean, just absolutely stunning. Sounds like a weird, bad word to use for a captain. That's stunning, but <laughs> I'm just telling you it's as pretty as you'll see it. So two weeks ago where there was ribbon fish mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I, so I, I was yesterday on the way in, I saw the gulls picking at yeah, the surface yeah, yeah. right there it, by the bridge, yeah. the Volano Bridge. Yep. So a little eight, ten inch, eleven inch long ones. You know, I, I didn't see them what they had, but I was just, no. They were ribbons. I seen them the other okay. day. Okay, yeah, that's what, cool. They're little ones, but they're jumping. They're jumping. But that main little patch of ribbons that we were all catching in the cast net yeah, around the pier, they've unfortunately yeah. moved on. But that was a, that was a good thing to see. So you were talking about that dirty water, that little funnel of dirty, or not funnel, but a strip of ferny, fluffy, frothy looking water. I remember, like last year, when that happened, the same same exact condition: clean, dirty, clean. Further you go out, there was a rip of there was a, a, the the bait was so thick this whole thing you could run it yep. north towards Jacksonville yep. or south towards it was as long as you could run. I mean, I I didn't ever find an end. Yep, it was loaded with thread fins, ballyhoo, yep. ribbon fish. Whatever kind of bait you could imagine. Yep, I do remember that. And also, I'm just saying, have a pitch rod standing by. That's all I'm trying to tell you. Yep. And that, that with cobia. the way that cobia with all with the bait in there. I mean, I'm really talking about more of the manta rays because you have yep. that. I, uh, you know, it's not. I guess you want to say it's maybe colder water coming out of that river, especially on now going tide. It, it, the the creeks and everything are just ungodly. We'll talk to Leon and them about that later on. But you know, it's. It's that perfect setup for this time of year to start seeing, you know, not a bunch, but all of a sudden they might pop up, you know, and there's not with that water and the way that tide line is, the way, like you say, the bait's in there, there's grass all floating, you know, on it. it. I mean, it looks like picking up an edge in the Gulf Stream, you know, and it's just the wrong color kind of edge. But I mean, it's like looking at a ledge offshore. I mean, you got. You got weeds in it. You got stuff floating in it. Triple tail will be in that. Yep. You know, so, I mean, it's just, I'm excited about tomorrow. I just, with as pretty as that water is and more of an easterly kind of flow that we're going to see, I just pray that it doesn't go all the way to the beaches. Because that's the only nice thing about the west and southwest. It keeps the water dirty out 10 or 15 feet. So, yep. we have bait. It's a wonderful feeling to go fishing with optimism, right? Oh, ma'am. <laughs> I was the first one to make the turn on Monday morning, and I made that turn going north, and it was just, I never saw any pelicans, but it was just like, I just slowed the boat down and just went, this is great. 
Speaking of optimism. And the guys are going, what? I said, dude, look at all the way down the beach. It looks like rain all the way down the beach. I was so excited. So you and I and Kevin are going fishing what, Wednesday Wednesday. So it better not be rough. We're gonna you're try. not beating me up is all I'm telling you right now. <laughs> okay. You can sit on the bow. You can hold the bow I don't down. get wet. I don't go in three to four. So you better make sure it's less than one. So we're going to try to get the mangoes. Yes, I, we are. I think that's that's the game plan. And they, they're starting to do their thing. I don't think it's wide open everywhere, and I certainly have not found them yet. But uh, you found, I know, dude, I'm fine with I'm fine with fishing thirty foot leaders for muttons. If you got a mutton spot, let me have it. I'll be there. I'm all over that. But we do got to make one stop though in the morning, and that's not for bogeys. Okay. What did, I want to jig some baits real quick. Okay. I did that. Want to jig some cigar minnows, some scads. I just want to. I just there's just a certain just yeah. Yeah. It has nothing to do with them being live. It has them to do with being fresh. Yep. I And I've done that this this week. I, I, one time, I've been getting pogies because it's just so much faster. Oh, I know. I know. That, but anyhow. And I do agree that the, the sardine, I would rather have sardines and sarg- uh, cigar minnows. Okay. Um, they're, they're better baits. But, you know, sometimes, like yesterday, it was rough on the way out, so... It was better to stay on the beach, get a load of. It only took five minutes. I, I, I totally get it. I to totally get, the get it. And but you know, yesterday a lot of guys. I actually was like, I, I kind of feel like I was the only boat that didn't have a great success yesterday. We had a decent day. We caught oh man, several muttons and, you had a and nice gray. We had a yeah, well a gray head, gray head, and a and a red. We had a red grouper's head, but the sharks were just glued to my boat. Man, it was the most. I've it's frustrating. Into, it's frustrating. It's whether you're macro fishing and they're eating you up we or ca- whatever. We have that. That's going to happen every day. You're going to get sharked. Mm-hmm. But some days, I remember last year, you and I were fishing, king fishing together on Nine Mile. And it was that was the day for me that, that last year. But this today or yesterday was the same thing. I did not put a line in the water all day. With, mm-hmm. I mean, without being sharked it was the most ridiculous thing for i was five minutes on one spot all six rods i had to re-rig five minutes and i mean i'll try it one time like i did the other day i was by myself up up that area in the middle um the other day i was all by myself so i was putting no pressure on the fish Okay, I was working one little outer piece. I wasn't working over the main section of it and stuff like that so but as soon as two or three other boats pulled up to me it was done it was nothing but and then i i mean i just picked up and made a slight little two mile move and set them back out again but the problem is the more boats you get there the more fish are struggling the more people are yelling and screaming believe it or not i'm telling you these sharks have dialed into what's going on they hear the boat they hear leads hitting the bottom i mean I totally you know, agreed the 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 sharks are in tune with the boats. That's yes. that. That's what they're hunting. They're hunting. They're looking for that boat. Well, let's. I mean, everybody will tell you. Every doctor of science will tell you. I mean, a, a shark can smell blood in the water up to what three miles away. For I don't know the exact, but I'm just telling you, either. they can smell the heck out of it. So if you're telling me you got four or five boats in there and you're working on a school of mackerels, everybody's gaffing them. Okay, barracuda comes along, cuts the tail off of a bonita or whatever it may be. That little blood in that water real quick is going to dry. It's, it's going to signal a feeding frenzy. And you'll watch all four boats that are trolling within a 500, 300-yard stretch. 
Have you ever seen them on your bottom machine just yes. following the boat? Yes. They're big oval looking jokers right oh, yeah. up underneath your boat and about 25, 30 feet, about 25, 30 feet under your, and under your boat. When we're kingfishing nine mile, I notice it on the regular, especially like right now, we've been doing it for quite a while. Mm-hmm. They've keyed into the area. Yep. They just sit there and wait on us to come and you can watch your bottom machine. They will literally hang out under your boat mm-hmm. no matter where you go. And they're just waiting on you yep. to bring fish in. And I never thought to change it over to that 360 and all that kind of stuff to, you know, to really pick what direct, I mean, it doesn't matter. They, they are so in and out so daggum fast. It don't, it wouldn't matter. You know, yeah. how, if they were 500 yards away, you're done. I mean, yeah. as soon as you hook up, it's over. But I really feel as though the more boats we get in there, the more we get them stirred up and you for bottom fishing wise, you got six people, four people firing down stinky bait squid maybe whatever it's still leaving a a a chum scent in the water so i mean they're still going to pick it up and then the worst is as soon as you start reeling up double red eyes double triggers and all that kind of stuff and they're and they're throwing up stuff next thing you know here they are crystal clear water not in a half a tide Uh no matter i mean if i was a thousand yards from him he'd be to me in five minutes oh yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. hey we got to take a break real quick um, when we come back, I'm sure, I guess we're going to have Leon and see what his week's been like. I know it's been hot with his makeshift T-top umbrella thing he's got going on. Oof, and he fished the afternoon. Leon too. caught an absolute stud today. He did. I can't he wait did. To. I can't wait to hear about that. He did catch an absolute stud of a redfish today. Anyhow, you listen to Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Captain Ricky Papoor, Captain Scott Shank. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show, brought to you by Houston's Meats on 1010XL. Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show. I'm Captain Ricky Pupor, sitting in with Captain Scott Shank. That's me. And I think we got Captain Leon Dana on the line. Prime time. Hollywood. Listen to him. That's what you get for fishing the afternoon right now. Listen to you. You're dragging. Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Drink your Pedialyte? I had my Pedialyte, swam in the pool, took a nap. I'm good. Okay. We're good. All right. So, Leon, we saw a picture of a giant redfish today. Absolute giant. It was a a very nice. It's uh, the largest one I've caught. um, Ever? In a few years. Oh no, no, I got I've gotten two over fifty. Whoa! Uh, yeah, I got two over fifty, and this one was forty nine inches, forty nine by twenty seven. Put it on the, the calculator, and surprisingly, it weighs in just uh, right at forty pounds. Oh really? So, See, now yeah, I always I, thought whenever they get that big like that, it's almost like a pound an inch per se. You know, if you were to cut that, a one that, inch steak out close. of that fish. I mean, that's, you know, that's how I rate them. You know, when you talk, start talking about inches that um, when well, you get to talk about bull reds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used the, uh, I went to the online saltwater calculator okay. for uh, trout, redfish and snook. Okay. XYZ measurements. And then that, that's what it said. I was surprised. But boy, it was a big fish. Yes, Leon, but, uh, Leon, do yes, redfish sir. change sex? Somebody told me that a while back and I did, as they get older, do they, do you know anything about that? No, I don't know it. I'm not even gonna lie. No, I don't know anything yeah, about okay. that. Because so, honestly, like I'm, I'm not just, that guy. I am always saying that the big ones like that are females. Because honestly, I mean, with the amount it of is. red fish that we've always cleaned, anything that's under 27 has always been males to me. I mean, hey, I, I can promise you one thing: your 40 plus inch red fish generally are females. 
and your 35 to 38 are your males. Yes. And I mean, I, every fish I saw we pulled up, I was like, okay, here comes another male. As soon as I put it in the boat, they go, how do you know? And then it just started drumming immediately. And go, well, there you go. Yep. You know? So. Okay. Uh, it's been a nice detour uh, this past week for me. Uh, thanks to Captain Chip Wingo inviting me up into his territory. Uh, Valley's been tough. Water's about 84 degrees. Yes, we have a lot of bait in the area, but the struggle is real still, uh, at least for me. And I'm putting in my time. And uh, the bite is still tough. It's coming around a little bit, but we're nowhere near those heydays of 20 to 30 fish in the charter. So, yeah. You know, I'm not trying to be spoiled here. I'm just trying to tell you honestly, yep, you're going to catch a few fish, but you're only going to catch maybe three to five fish max. Got a good fish. Agreed. And just like we say, don't lose that opportunity. (laughs) Take it for what it's worth every time that thing bites, because, I mean, that could have been the one and the only for the day. I hate saying it like that, Scotty, but you're right. I mean, literally. Focus every shot. This is I, if you want to go fishing, just fishing and have fun. Knock yourself out. But by God, if you're serious to really go out there and want to bring something home, every stinking bite's going to count for you. Yep. Yep. Yes, sir. Nope. But other than that, that's all we've been doing down in St. Augustine. I mean, we've been, you know, playing with a few flounders. Or there's a few captains today. I heard that um, found you know a nice little nesting of of legal fish. Um, oh, good. You know, on their charters. Um, but, you know, predominantly, I mean, again, all we're doing is uh, flounder fishing and mangrove snapper fishing, well, you I, know. I can tell you this, guys. You're going to continue to get dirty water from Palm Valley because I saw today uh, the pumps were pumping out oh, really? water out, out of the plantation. Yeah. So they're dropping down their lakes, which means – we're going to continue to get a giant influx of fresh water into that area. So it's going to drop the salinity down into the, in that area too. So yeah. mm, I think we're in for at least, at least another week and hopefully not like a deluge of rain like we had uh, yeah, last week. That really hurt. That hurt. That hurt. When, you, when you're talking about, I mean, it's one thing to get an afternoon thunderstorm because to me personally, it just absolutely fires the fish up because the water cools down a little bit. The pressure. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything falls in line right after a storm. I mean, the, like Kevin always says it, too. The best days I ever had was sitting there at the dock waiting for that thunderstorm to go over and, like, couldn't wait to get after after a thunderstorm. And you talk about incredible tarpon fishing, Tarp king fishing, whatever. <laughs> I mean, stupid. Stupid fun. And just to go out there just to – have an adult beverage and just watch the show, you know, and that's what it was at that, at that early fall. It's Mother Nature's fireworks. You're absolutely right, Scotty. Yep. And I mean, if anybody can get out to the beach right after the storm and if they're in the right place, it's national geographic level. I mean, yep. you just, you, you get to see something once in a lifetime, probably for that person. When you see Mother Nature at its best exploding, tens of thousands of baits just showering. I mean, it looks like fireworks. And then for the big crescendo, the big old silver king comes flying out of the water. Yep, yep. And not only does he do it once, but he's got five or six of his buddies there with him, and they're all going to get after yep. it at that point. And it's always so. comfortable because it's still overcast right after the storm. It's calm, yep. flat 10 seas. degrees, temperatures drop 10 degrees. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I get a little sea breeze back in on you again. I honestly believe I could do it every afternoon. 
just if after I, a thunderstorm. If, it ain't, if I, I ain't gonna do it right now. Yeah, but no, if it yeah, was, I mean, after a storm, that's right. you know, hey, charter. I don't know. It could be but two if, hours. It could be four hours. But if you want to go, if I lived on the water, yes. I would put my boat in the water yes, sir. every afternoon yep. and ride down there and look. Yep, it just, would be just, just for fun. hey, just chill out. You know, I'll yep. call you. You got twenty minutes to get here. No fishing pole. Just watch. All just right. watch. All right. Before you hang up on me, what's what's the bad beef with my redneck on T-top? Huh? I mean, that thing is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, gosh, I'll Absolutely genius. I'm not saying it is. I mean, I like it too, Leon. Just, hey. I just, all I'm asking you is the flower pattern is a little much. You know, yeah, I what mean, can I say, man? I mean, you know, like a, a solid color, like a blue, like the whole of your boat, you know, <laughs> something like that, you know, not black. Because then you're really gonna cook, but you know, just a just a little mutant looking color. I mean, good gosh, yeah. I see you from four miles away with that thing up in the yeah. I am like a beacon. There's no doubt Dude. in your mind. You go, hey, look at that giant patty you blow up floating <laughs> across the ocean, and then you realize it's attached to my boat. Yes, go. yes, and it's just like, oh gosh. Who's that guy right there? Oh, don't know. Just don't worry. It's, it's Leon. It's, it's just Leon. It's, we'll go over to see him, and trust me, him. he's going to put a smile on your face, but just the umbrella. Just the umbrella. Yep. You just got to get by it. But that's fine. I'll All have to right, find guys. one for Christmas. All right. Thank you for your report. I appreciate you. I will. What are you doing tomorrow? Are you Talk coming to you down to see us tomorrow or no? Uh, no, I'm in the valley. Staying in the valley. In the valley. Okay. All right. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Good luck to you. Call All me in the guys. morning. See you. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. You listen to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast here on 1010XL 19.5. Always listen to us on Thursdays between 6 and 7. Or if you really don't care and you don't want to listen to us, you can listen to our podcast. Check us out. Don't forget to download it. Apple, all that kind of stuff. And then you could just, you know, cut through the bad stuff and listen to the good stuff. Hey, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Anyhow, you're listening to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Captain Scott Shank, Captain Ricky Papour. Be right back. This is the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show, brought to you by Houston's Meats on 1010XL. Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. As usual, we got the one and only Captain Chip Winkle. Hey, Chippy. Chip. What's happening, guys? What's How up, you brother? Doing? there buddy i'm doing great just woke up from a two-hour nap hang i didn't get one in today i was busy i didn't get one in man leon has got to be about ready to fall out there's no way that when you talk to me you and i talked real early this morning and we talked again this afternoon early afternoon and i just there's no way i could leave the dock at 12 30 ain't no way dude he left the dock at nine o'clock he didn't leave at 12.30. Not today, because I brought him bait. Oh, sorry. I thought <laughs> he left at 12.30. When, but one day, yesterday or something, he left it late in the afternoon, didn't he? Yeah. Well, there's no way. I I mean, I'm coming back at 12.30 going, uh, if you're yeah. not off the beach, you'll die. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole it's not it's exactly <laughs> what die. you said. I mean, you know, even Ricky, I mean, I'm, you know, and that goes for my guys tomorrow. I got I got my great friends with Valancourt Construction tomorrow. And, um, you know, like I told them, you know, hey, get down to the boat, you know, 7, 7.15. I usually say 7.30, but it's hot. <clears throat> when we go out there and catch what we need to do and have fun doing what we need to do, I mean, it might be 10.30, and guess what? You know, 
it's a half an hour back to the dock, and then by the time I get done cleaning fish, it's you know, and the boat, it's it's noon, you know, and then I still got to put it on the trailer, and no, I'm done. It's too hot. I'm over it. You know, we'll go out early and get it over with, and you know, go from there. Yeah, I love sliding up to the marina, tying up, and just and yeah. <laughs> I'm gone. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. salt on the boat? Ooh, sorry, boat. Chip, chip. No, it gets sprayed down. She gets salt away and yeah. everything else. That's the best part about that. Yeah. No, but it's it's hot, but, you know, it's fun. We put a giant in the air today. Oh. Uh, after watching, I was really trying to get a bull red for one of my kids on the boat. I was doing the North Florida fishing camp today, and I pull up to my spot, and I told Leon, Leon said, I'll grab crabs, and I went and got pogies off the beach. Um, and I really wanted to stay out there, but I wanted, you know, I wanted to try to get him a big bull red. Pull back in, of course, we get set up, miss one, and then Leon pulls up, and then he puts a 50 or 49er in there, 49-incher in our face. I actually thought it was a ray because he had to chase it down, but he's used his little – lightweight Shimano reels or yeah. whatever he's using. The 5,000 so, Sargosas or whatever he's using or whatever? Yeah. So, and I use bigger tackle on, on the bull reds. Uh, Agreed. 8,000 reels. Take the stress you know, off of good, them. I, well, I just want to be able to fight the fish up quick in current. Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's, you know. Take the stress off of them. It's hot. The water's hot. Yeah. It's going to take a long time to revive them right now if you fought them on you know, lighter gear and stuff like that. You know, you're better off. Let's, I mean, we're going to catch hopefully a couple more, but let's just whoop them and, you know, and let's be done. So yesterday, <laughs> it was pretty funny. I had a kid named Jax on the boat, and he, uh, we said, we went out, we were fishing the beach and fishing the jetties, and he hooks up, and this fish just burns the line out, and we find it, we're over the top of it. I've got spaghetti trails on my on my GPS from, you know, my track, just circles and there and there, bam, 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 back and forth. It was so funny. Bought this fish for about 40 minutes. And then the uh, camp counselor, Everett, reaches over, and I said, Everett, you got to help him get this fish up. I mean, you know, we got to get him up off the bottom. So he pumps the pumps the pumps. The fish comes up. It's about a 25-pound shark hooked in the dorsal fin. Circle hook. And he was, uh, <laughs> I was like, man, we're trolling around for uh, hammerheads now. Yeah. But uh, it was it was crazy. But there's all kinds of life out there. I know what it was beautiful today. Yep. Absolutely gorgeous. And your bait situation's so, good? Yeah. Yeah, I had no problem with bait. Okay. You know, I mean, we uh, I floated in that the last three days. And, you know, so it's, it's hopefully it's going to hold out for a couple more days and, that's Be what beautiful. I'm talking about. Praying yeah. for it. How's your thready population at the jetties? Have you seen them? They're there, but they're in another spot. Okay. Um, so, but they're out there. I don't know what it is that holds You know, it's funny talking to um, Travis and a couple other people that were fishing offshore this week. Uh, get a load of pogies, go out there, and all of a sudden they didn't want to eat pogies. You know, the kingfish, that is, and then jig up baits, and then, you know, Katie bar the door, it was on. Right, right. So, like, that, yeah. That's they get that way. They can they can turn their nose up, you know, and, and, yeah. and it's been so funny the last couple of days out there, you know, 
by 9 30 10 o'clock literally the bike shuts off and everybody's on the radio going what do we do now you know what do you got up there what do you got over there what do you got here and it's funny they just they'll bite and they'll just decide it okay i'm you know we did what we need to do it's major feed times over and and you will you might drive around circles for 45 minutes before you get another bite and you know sometimes i think chip this is just my beginner's opinion i think that sometimes the pogies they're you know you put them in the live well and that's hot water you know on the beach that recirculating i think that the pogies don't do as well in that hot water as like a cigar minnow or a thread fin or something like that sardine they would they just stay more lively i think and i think that's probably some of the difference there yeah i got you we we take it for granted because it's too easy to do the the pogie thing but if I go anywhere outside of six, seven miles, I would way rather, rather char, you know, pull a cigar minnow or a sardine oh, yeah. or a big scad, something like that, than Me I would too. a pogey. Um, Pogies are just, just easier to get in numbers quick. You yeah. Can, well, I just thinking that you got that's four hours of fish, you've got yeah. to, you've got to, you got to get the job done. A hundred percent. But I, the way I look at it, Chip, I mean, like a sailfish and stuff. For the most part, doesn't know what a pogey is, but he dang sure knows what a cigar minnow or sardine or a scad, yeah. you know, little blue runners on top. Or, I mean, he knows what those stuff are. So, for me, I feel the odds go up. What also goes up in those are bonitas are also dialed into them. So, your catch might turn out to be two kingfish and 19 bonitas because if you get going good, and they don't, need, they don't have to be schooled up. They're just where you're around trolling or underwater. But, I mean, I've had incredible days of bonita fishing just because it was like, wow, okay, they're eating everything I throw out there as far as cigar minnows sardines. And also on that subject, talking about uh, – you ever drug dead baits? with yeah. a po- yeah. So, you know, when, when, we get, when I get a pogey that's not swimming right, I take him off right. immediately because I right. feel like I can't catch a fish with that. But if you can drag a dead cigar minnow or a dead – sardine on a on a regular live pogey rig and catch fish why wouldn't the dead pogey they're work? too wide yeah you, they're never going to spin where a cigar minnow or a sardine is streamlined yeah so when you lay those hooks in their side they spin over and lay on their side if you did that to the pogey the pogey's grabbing too much water coming down his body length yeah and he won't he won't skip i got you yep trust i me. use my bait bridles and i don't have any problems those pogies swim forever. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, we're talking after a pogie like loses it, breaks his back or whatever. Why couldn't yeah. you just pick him back up and skip him? You know, because you look out back yeah, and there they, he is doing pinwheels, circling and circling. It's just because of the width of their body. They're not streamlined enough where when they die, they'll just lay over. Yeah, yeah like I Benita guarantee if, a, if uh, a cigar minnow or whatever sardine dies, you can just yeah, leave them on the hook and just go. Yeah, like that makes sense. So when that you so Scotty, when you hook a cigar minnow and you're you're trying because I've never done it, I've never pulled dead baits. Okay, you you want to hook him through the nose and side nope, hook him. You, throw, you go up through the bottom lip, through the top lip. He closes his mouth so he doesn't get water. Gotcha. In it. Then you do. This is the only time, at least that's for Scotty, that I ever bury a hook in a bait. Yep. And that is, I will bury the hook back in the middle of his body, leaving the two hooks out, and you will. You control the downrigger too. I mean, everything's usual. I mean, business as usual is business as usual. But your speed goes up to two or three knots. Okay. You're looking at just making him what we call skip on top of the water. You know, he just kind of comes in, kind of like a valley. Oh, sure. You know, at eight, ten knots. 
You just want them to, you know, to come in and stay underwater and then come back up. And very effective way. The other effective way is because I keep all my bonitas, is I cut out the belly strips and Chip is going to agree with me 300%. Those make, if you're struggling and there's no pogies, don't throw out your bonitas because a bonito belly will save your day. Yeah. Because we'll see what you'll do then is instead of like your nose hook, what I do is I use a 3 8 ounce jig head. One of mine up in the front to keep give it weight. Yep. And then take your treble hook, do the same thing coming through from bottom to top. Yep. Pin it with one hook and use that 3 8 ounce jig head because that 3 8 will keep it under the water. And then gotcha. you can pick up your speed a little bit too. Two to three an ounce. And I say I've never done it. I've done it twice, but I've had no success yet. So. Yeah. Well, you control them natural. You control them with, you know, little kingfish duster skirts. You know, you can, you can, you know, it, it, it all works. It's just, you know, it just makes sure the presentation's right and the baits look right. Gotcha. Okay. But yes, that's that's kind of what I do whenever I don't have bait. Squids work great, same way. I put a jig head up in front of them, put the treble hook through the bottom of them, leave the tentacles and everything like that behind them. White squids too, by the way, not reds, whites. Hey Chip, did you see a good tide line at Mayport today? Or yeah, there's been a beautiful tide line every day. Awesome. Um, you haven't stopped on it? Have you stopped on it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've messed around with it a little bit, but I'm I'm looking more for tarpon right now. I don't really... Yeah. I feel you. You know. Well, I'm just saying, with all that so, bait on that tide line like that, don't think that, you know, Mr. Silver ain't laying out there either. Yeah, I mean, that's true, too, but they're generally not... There's a lot real structure-oriented out there. True. I, I feel and, you. Uh, it's about just all about the bait. I 100% agree. You got a wandering dog. That's funny. Huh? Yeah. He likes to get out on that edge. Skeeter's doing good. Oh yeah! Did right. you guys look at the video today? The kids with the pogey. I did. I thought that. Was I hilarious. did. I have not watched it yet. <laughs> no, my bad. I have not watched it yet. He's like, I know how to get them to bite. They do this when they're tuna, when they're fishing on the crab boat. <laughs> and he grabs the pogey, bites the head off. Come on now! <laughs> did he really? He did. I did it twice. He, he spit a few times afterwards. He it did. Great. Yeah. Oh yeah. God! I'd yak. <laughs> Ain't I'm no at way. the very end of it. I'm like, Bleh. I was gonna say, I can't believe you sat there and watched it. I'd have to turn my head. I'm serious. There ain't <laughs> it nothing didn't about bother that. me, but it didn't bother me. These, you oh, know, the gosh. kids, funny. Oh, yeah. I was dying laughing. Wow. So, Good but, for uh, him. Yeah. That's a tough little. That's a tough youngin right there. Because I ain't gonna do it. All right, Chip. Wants. We got to take a break. Roger that, boys. Call me in the morning. I'm leaving Have the dock at six. All, All right, right, man. Good talking with you. Bye. You listen to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast here on 1010XL 92.5. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Coming to the end of our show. Where I know, again, you're going to say, I know, I know, but we still got to talk about it because it is the upcoming 4th of July weekend. Beaches are going to be busy. Everybody's going to be busy. Hudson Meats is open. So before your barbecue, you need to go see our good friends at Hudson Meats for all your meat products. That might be a little plug, Ricky. I was hoping out maybe I'll get a call from Mr. Hudson and we'll get a few T-bones or something like that for us for the weekend. Anyhow, uh, moving on. Um, okay. 
going to the beach again sunscreen don't forget that you know you're going to want to drink and stuff like that um i was watching a show last night and uh it was about panama city everybody thinks of panama city as you know the the what do they call it? Not no, the water's crystal clear. What do they call it? Oh yeah, Nature Coast. What is it? I don't know. Nature Coast South here. Emerald Coast. I Emerald think. Coast or something like that. Yeah. And I did not know this fact. That beach, uh, that stretch of area, has had the most deaths slash recovery of of um, runouts in the whole state of Florida. Oh, wow. No, I did not. I did not know that either because everybody, I mean, all the pictures I've ever seen of there outside of a hurricane or Uh, something, it's just beautiful, gorgeous. I mean, you know, big sandbars and all that that kind of stuff. Yeah, Yeah. but I mean, I was watching this. I forgot what it was on, but uh, it was was impressive. Yes, there was shallow waters all the way around, but they would have that trough, which is a.k.a. also known as the runout. And believe it or not, there was they they have more rescues and deaths out of out of Panama City Beach areas. Wow! Just, just thrown out there. But anyhow, that's what I'm going with. Uh, be careful with these northeast southeast sea breezes picking up in the afternoon. The ocean is gonna pick up. Have your good times. Have your fun. But pay attention to the flags. Red flag, of course, automatically is is severe rip currents and stuff like that. Your yellow flags are moderate case of rip currents. Um, I don't like to sound like an old man, but, you know, swim around lifeguards and stuff. If you're not, you know, if you're not that good of a swimmer or you want to go enjoy yourself, but just make sure that you're around a bunch of people. Don't get out there by yourself or you get in trouble. And on the boating side of things, we're, you're, there's gonna, the boat ramps are going to be absolutely crowded, yep. and it's going to be so hot. You know, people are going to be in a bad mood. Wonderful day out on the water, and then you get back to the it's boat four ramp, o'clock and you want to be off that yeah, boat, yep. and, and it's just – it. There's always, you know, turmoil at the boat ramps. So I agree. Be be prepared to be patient at the ramp. Yep. And and Ricky and I were actually talking about it because I mean I mean he's fishing, um, fourth you know, basically Fourth of July weekend, and you know like I, I was saying to him I said so your mate I said can he back up trailer he said yep so folks basically what I'm getting at is don't tie up to the dock. Drop somebody off to get the truck if and or if you can. If you're a, if you have somebody that's with you that's that's a, that's able to back the trailer down safely and all, drop them off. If you have extra passengers and stuff like that, as you're coming to the dock, start you know tying down or doing whatever with your floaties and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Prep the, the boat. boat exactly on your way to the dock. Slow down even a quarter mile away from coming into a boat ramp. So just slow down, idle to it. Start getting everything together so when you pull up to the dock. You know, mama's not throwing all the towels in a bag and the kids are getting their floaties. You know, do a little bit organizational before you get to the ramp. That way it's easy and it's pleasing everybody that you're not taking up a long period of time at the ramp. Because there is a lot, like myself. I don't run with a mate. I'm by myself. So I do have to pull up to the dock, tie off, run and grab my truck, get in line and do that. And I do feel bad, you know, for doing that. But there's nothing I can do. I don't have somebody to drive my, to back my trailer in. Just little tiny things will cut down on your confusions and other confusions and and confrontations. Just secure everything. You know, when you get there, if you got a bimini top, lay it down. You know, don't pull up in the ramp when because everybody's doing the same thing, but they're all trying to get out at the same time. 
kind of secure everything and be ready to go. Once you put that thing on the trailer, you know, where all you have to do is basically jump out of the boat and maybe, yes, I'm not saying throw a couple things in the bed of the truck or whatever, that's fine, but don't get right in front of where everybody's trying to back down in front of the ramp and start unloading all your coolers and, and here's your fish, Bill, here's your fish, Sam. No, that's not the time and place to be doing that on the 4th of July weekend. Yeah, man. I, for me, when I'm at Comanche, I get the boat 100% ready to go. Yep, rods laying down, whatever you need to do, but that's yep. the whole, that, another thing. You know, Don't have your rods all up in your rocket launcher up top, up top. Pull them all down. Once everybody gets off the boat, lay them all down in the side of the boat. Be, be prepared to be done. You know, So that way when you get back out of the boat, there's no you know, minimal, minimal of moving stuff around in the boat when you get it on the trailer and move away. Because they'll put you on Facebook. It's happened. Ooh, <laughs> you don't want to be part of that, I can promise you. I got put on and, Facebook and, and husbands, because my wife is not the greatest backer-upper of trailers, even though I've been doing this all my life, be nice to her. Don't wear her out. She's panicking already because there's five cars rows deep in boats that she's yeah. not, you know, she's doing all she can to help. Most of the time, there's a lot of people that see her try it two or three times and will say, hey, honey, just let me help you real quick. And there is a lot of people out there that will help your husband out, back the trailer down real quick, get you in and out of the water. You know, no harm, no foul. Oh yeah, and there's every all types at the boat ramp. It's so it's so funny that the dynamic that goes on because then you got you got the guy that can like back up at 30 miles an hour yeah. and he's super impatient with the lady who can't back up. Yeah, hard to get it in the water. It's just it's always something. But you know, it's a just every, use etiquette. It, it is everybody's doing it. Unfortunately, whether you live in Jacksonville, Saint Augustine, Amelion. There is. There's sorry. There's not enough boat ramps to take care of all the people that live here in in our area in Northeast Florida. Not right I'm now. I'm sorry. It's coming though. It's we're coming just, eventually. That. But I mean, yes, we only have three boat ramps in St. Augustine that you can use, and they will be, you know. And being that as well, respect other people's property. Don't pull on somebody's lawn when you're, you know, putting in. I mean, you know, there's a lot of times if that boat ramp's crowded, I just turn around and I go back home. There's just gonna be another day. Either that or put in at 4 or 5 o'clock in the evening and get two or three hours in. Don't have to get all day in, you know. And then and then the big day is after the fireworks. Please be careful running at night. Make sure your running lights work. Don't haul butt, especially around downtown St. Augustine. There's going to be, you know, a thousand boats literally sitting there watching the fireworks. So when they're done, don't just think, oh, I'm, you know, Mr. Johnny Bad and hammer the throttle. Just be cool. Just Make sure that you know your surroundings and know what's going on. We don't need any issues over the 4th of July. We want y'all nothing to do but have fun. Yeah. Well, thanks, Ricky. Appreciate it. I think we covered everything. I think we've done good. I think Kevin will give us a pat on the back. Maybe we'll find out in the morning. But uh, I appreciate you. Um, yes, folks, you've been listening to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast here on Ted 10 XL 92.5 with Captain Ricky before. I'm Captain Scott Shank. See ya. See ya.